listening to The Journey Podcast. The Journey is a college and young adult ministry of Southcrest Baptist Church. We hope this podcast helps you find your greatest pleasure and purpose in Jesus. <laughs> I was going to bring him up. We changed it last minute. I had a great intro for him. The doc, the legend. Anyway, okay. Anyway. Um, hey, there's a... Um, a short little passage in John 4. And Jesus is really talking about uh, laborers and maybe even referencing uh, faithful prophets that were speaking of what was to come, the kingdom of the come. But there's a verse that says uh, in John 4, uh, I think it's either 37, 38, others have labored and you have entered into their labor. Now that, it's important to know what the context of that is, but I've heard that used also in a leadership uh, way. Does that make sense? So whenever... I first got here, my first Tuesday night, uh, January 21st, uh, with, that I was like preaching. January 14th, we did the prayer thing, which is awesome. Um, I pretty much just showed up and spoke and I had no idea. And I was like, hey, that's cool. Who did that? And hey, who's doing that? Oh, who's, who's praying? Who, who organized that prayer thing? And I was like, wow, like it's, it's amazing. That's just one simple example. And so I've come into, I've said this before, it's very true, um, into a ministry where others have labored and I just get to enter into what's happening. And that's cool. Um, and, and word for what he said, like so many of you are gonna pick up that torch. And so I'm just gonna echo that right now before we get into the word. Uh, Zach and Becca and Deb I have, and, and Brandon and, and Julia, wherever she's at, I, I've been blessed and entered into the faithful labor you've done. And so thank you for that. Um, so if you have your Bibles, we're gonna be in Acts chapter one, verse eight. Um, One thing that I was processing and thinking through was what is something that I can say that really I want it to apply for everybody. What is something that I can say tonight and especially with the three amigos in mind, (laughs) um, what is something that I can say that's gonna matter tomorrow? What's something I can say that's gonna matter next week, a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now? And that sounds like, man, that's a lot of pressure. Um, And the beauty of it is I'm not gonna make up anything. (laughs) I'm gonna go from Acts chapter one. And so I'm gonna read really the passage surrounding verse eight, verses six through 11. And I'm gonna share with you some thoughts that God put on my heart really a long time ago, years ago about verse eight. Let's read. It says, so when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know times or seasons that the father has fixed by his own authority. Here it is. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And when he had said these things, as they were looking on, he was lifted up and a cloud took him out of their sight. And while they were gazing into heaven, as he went, behold, two men stood by them in white robes and said, men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. One bad thing about not having me notes is I just like saw four ways I could go. And I'm like, no, 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 I have, I have my way I'm going. I have my way I'm going. Don't worry. It's not going to be as long as last week. Um, you're like, thank God. Um, so as I asked the question, what is something that I can say to you three specifically, that applies to all of us. It's gonna matter uh, a year from now, whatever. In verse seven, what's happening is that Jesus has just 
done some cool things. I mean, crucifixion, hey, thanks for dying for our sins. That's pretty important, right? <laughs> hey, thanks for rising from the dead. Like resurrecting, that's pretty cool. Like defeating sin and death for all eternity in Christ. Pretty awesome. And now he's meeting with them. He's about to ascend. And these are probably pretty important words that he's gonna say to them. Same in Matthew 28, same, same type of idea. Really important words that Jesus is saying right before he's gonna ascend to heaven and sit at the right hand of the Father, right? But what they're wondering is, in verse six, Lord, will you now at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? So all these things have happened. And they're still wondering, is Jesus this Messiah, Savior King? It's gonna like, warrior king, it's gonna like overthrow the Roman government and like establish Israel as Israel again. Even though all these cool things have happened. So they're asking a question that is, a good question, is that gonna happen? And look how Jesus answers. He said then, it is not for you to know times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority. So what he's basically telling them is he's saying, hey, like, I'm gonna, here's the Bible over here, I'm gonna commentate. Maybe Jesus is like, that's a good question, but hey, this is actually just for me to know. You're, maybe he could say you're asking the wrong question. Now where am I going with this? The essence of what they're asking is like, hey, Jesus, all these great things have happened. There's good things happening, but our daily circumstances are still kind of hard. There's still lots of uncertainties. We're still a people that are oppressed. There's still things that we're, we're, pr- we're crying and praying out like, Lord, uh, can, you, can you take care of this? Uh, what are you gonna do about this? And man, all this, this is so good, lean into this. How relevant is that to 2020? <laughs> Hey God, this great gospel, like Jesus, you're risen, that's great. Hey, what are you gonna do about COVID? When is that gonna end? Like we thought it was gonna end and now some, okay, all right. What are you, what are you gonna do about this? That's great. Hey, what, what are you gonna do about my graduation that got canceled? What are you gonna do about classes that got moved online? All these things that we're looking forward to, God, that, like I love you, like this is amazing. We've, we've seen who you are. What are you gonna do? There's so much unresolved things going on. Oh man. And he says to that question, that essence of that question, he says, it's not for you to know times or seasons that the father fixed by his own authority. And so what Jesus is doing is he's saying essentially to us, hey, that's a good question, but here's what I want you to focus on. This for God to know alone. When are these things gonna end? When are they gonna begin? What is gonna happen here? When, when is class gonna actually start again in person or whatever? See, I'm filling in blanks. But he says in that word, verse eight, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. So what the question really becomes, changing what I just asked, like what's something that's gonna matter a year from now is What does Jesus say matters regardless of what our circumstances are, regardless of what's going on, regardless of maybe things that we had hoped that may happen? Like you feel that, right? Like you acknowledge the goodness of God. You're like, hey, but hey, what about, what about this area of my life? Or what about this or that? And especially for, for you three, for all of you, man, so many things uncertain, so many things like unresolved, but what are things that we can hold on to and know this does not change? 
This is what Jesus says to us when we're asking this question. So here's the first one. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. I think Jesus tells us, hey, you are empowered witnesses. You see that? You receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses basically, hey, around you, a little bit further and just all all over the earth. How many of us forget to live like we actually have the power of the Holy Spirit within us. You know, I'll, I'll be honest, past couple of weeks, um, probably living mostly like just the power of coal was within me. And that's nothing impressive. I'll just, I'll let you know. If you're ever wondering that, that wasn't obvious. That's not very impressive. But here in this passage, it says that we have the power of the Holy Spirit within us. For many, th- we know like for holy living and like as, a, as a comforter, as a, as a guider, as a illuminator of the word, but also was wherever we go empowering us, hey, not just pastors, not just uh, interns or residents or whatever, but all of us for ministry, to go out with the gospel, like we're empowered. And so to live like any other way is, is outside of reality. It's just in some other planet. That's not, that's, that's not reality. Isn't that beautiful? regardless of how we feel at any given time, we have access to the power of the Holy Spirit, not just to reach and grab, but like literally within us. And it's God's will to use us. And I've seen in just seven months him use you. And so I know that you believe that. So that's my first encouragement. Hang on to that. You are an empowered witness. So what else matters regardless of what the circumstances are, regardless of what's next or moving somewhere? where we've never lived before, with people that we don't know and in beds that we haven't slept in, what matters? He says, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. So, so Jerusalem, like very local, Judea a little bit outside Samaria and then all the earth. So you're covering geographical lines you're covering cultural lines, lines of language, lines of worldview, lines of the way people think, what they eat, all of those things. He's saying that is where the gospel is to go. So what matters? First, it matters that you're an empowered witness. And the second, to all of you, but zoom in on y'all three, you carry a global gospel. Isn't that awesome? Like how bad would it be is like this huge book, wonderful truths. Yep, just for America, that gummit. No, you carry a global, just, just for Lubbock, no. So that I was thinking about, man, maybe like Lubbock, Jerusalem, Judea, Texas, Samaria, like even all the United States and Mexico, ends of the earth, just, just everywhere. Kind of a cool picture of that. And I, I know I've seen you three be, be faithful to this, to, to the gospel here in Lubbock, and I know where your heart is. Deb's going to Dallas, Dallas Baptist. Um, man, that's, that's still in Texas, but I don't want you to undermine that because there are people that need the gospel. They need that light that you shine that Brandon was talking about. They need that. And <laughs> Zach, Zach and Becca, you're literally quite globally, you're taking it very literally. You're going to Thailand. You're taking the gospel there and praise God. And what's amazing is it's the same gospel that you knew here, that you learned here, that you proclaimed here. And wherever you go, whatever we do, I hope you know this, when we, when we gather, in essence, whatever we're doing here needs in some way to be impacting this, taking the gospel to all nations. I'm not saying there's a, you leave here like, I'm going to China. I'm not saying that. But in some way, um, probably don't do that right now, all right? Like talk with us before you do that. Um, 
in some way, what, what we do here needs to be cultivating, disciple-making, and, and putting it in our minds to what, somehow what we're doing here in Lubbock, Texas, is contributing somehow, some way, someday to someone knowing the gospel in an unreached people group overseas. Isn't that awesome? And it will happen as we make disciples. So what, could, what is Jesus really telling us? What, what could I repeat of Jesus that matters regardless of what's going on? One, you're an empowered witness. Two, you're carrying a global gospel. And the third one matters the most. Typical three-point, guys. Yeah, you ready? Um, I think this one matters the most. And he says, and you will be whose witnesses? Who does he say? You'll be, starts with mm, ends with I. Yeah, you will be my witnesses. You are empowered witnesses carrying a global gospel who, get this, belong to Jesus. Now here's how we take this sometimes. We're like, okay, Jesus, I'm gonna go do stuff for you. That, that's good. But Jesus is like, and we're like, leave Jesus over there. And Jesus is like, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm going with you. You're, you're mine. You remember our first Corinthians teaching, we, we, we used the illustration of Jesus wants the rose, the Matt Chandler illustration. I said, that's good. Jesus does want the rose, but you know what else he did? He bought the rose. He meets us in our broken, like turns us into disciples with, with a global gospel, but where he meets us is in brokenness and sin. He meets us there and draws us in with his love, points us to the gospel, says, hey, I died for your sins. You may be forgiven. I rose from the dead. Hey, sins, all that stuff taken away for eternity. Believe in me, follow me. It's a beautiful thing. And so there's the task of what this means that you belong to Jesus, guys that you belong to him. So everything that you do is for him because you are his. But there's also something that I think you gotta hold on to. I think it flows. Your identity is that you belong to Jesus. So if you, you're empowered, global gospel, but you forget your identity, then you're something else altogether. If you're just empowered, but you don't belong, if you're just carrying a global gospel, but you don't belong to Jesus, then you're something, you're some part of some cult. You're part of something anybody can do. But when Jesus names you, when he says to you, you are mine, you belong to me. So when you go out, it's, it's my name on your shirt. Quite literally, if you wanna put Jesus on your shirt, but hey, his stamp is on you. His image is on you. And you've been redeemed. I've talked before about things I felt like I, I learned in early 20s and someday when I'm in my 30s, I'll talk about late 20s, which are now things I learned, dumb things I did. But one thing, I'm not gonna say dumb things I did, but one of the things, you hear what I'm saying, that you belong to Jesus, but oh my goodness, as you go out, it's gonna be so tempting to not care as much that you belong to Jesus as much as you get a compliment from a supervisor or a superior. It's gonna not... It's gonna be tempting not to care as much that you belong to Jesus as it is to, to have success or, or get that degree or open up that sweet coffee shop that we talked about, Zach, that you should totally open um, in Bangkok. Anyway, it's just my opinion. It's gonna be tempting to put so many other things. This is, in essence, this is finding your greatest pleasure and purpose in Jesus, right? 
<laughs> the God of creation. When John 1, 1 says, has, has been here from the beginning. When the Colossians 1 says, nothing that was created apart from him. He's the same one. The God who spoke creation, boom, is saying, you belong to me. Is that awesome? So what, what matters? What matters a year from now, 10 years from now? What matters forever? Regardless of circumstances, regardless of what's going on in our world, Acts 1-8 matters that you are empowered witnesses carrying a global gospel who belong to Jesus. That's pretty cool, isn't it? I can tell you, I got the, that came to me about three or four years ago, and there aren't many preaching outlines that I have memorized. I have never forgotten that. And so I'm not saying that. I, that's how I know I didn't come up with it. <laughs> it must have been someone else. But these truths, I think, have carried me uh, through, through years of whatever may come. And so I encourage all of you, especially you three, uh, these are things I want you to remember, all right? Hey, here's something that I wanna kind of transition into. I want to um, have a time where uh, we pray for you. Now, uh, Brandon and I were kind of talking through this. It was the best way to do it. What we want here in just a second, we're gonna just ask um, that you would, uh, and I'll, I'll let you know, that you would just stand up uh, where you are. Um, and maybe those at the table uh, can lay a hand. Those away uh, can maybe do like a Babacostal power hand if you want, like towards where they're sitting, if you want, if you want to. Man, anybody wanna do a Babacostal hand? Anybody? Nobody? Thanks, Brandon. He, he, um, but we wanna, wanna pray for them in just a second. Um, but here's something really, really cool. I, I'm, I'm excited. Um, and it involves uh, a, f- a few things. And one of those is that who we're gonna have pray for you. Um, what we just kind of finalized uh, this past week, if you're wondering, uh, is one, our new residents for this fall, uh, which is pretty cool. We're now calling our interns residents. Uh, it's a pretty cool thing. Um, and also, um, who is going to be um, our journey ministry coordinator, uh, which if you remember early, early days of the journey, what, what Julia used to do. Um, and so I'm gonna go ahead and say who that is before we pray, because I'm gonna have some of them come up here uh, and actually pray for you guys, all right? And so um, our new journey ministry coordinator, y'all give it up for her, is Katie Ritchie. I'll give it up for her. Katie, if you, if you want, you can go ahead and come up here. One of our uh, female residents that is here tonight is gonna be serving this uh, coming school year is Channing Wicks. Y'all give it up for her. And I'm gonna tell you the rest of the residents in just a second, but uh, we're also gonna have JT Goodart come up and, and pray. Y'all know JT. JT's leaving us. He's not. <laughs> He's going to Louisville, hang out at Southern. Um, but our, our three other residents, I'm sure, I'm sure you know them. Um, our other female resident is Andrea Martinez. So y'all can clap for her even though she's not here. Well, I know you clapped real big. Um, and then our, our two guy residents are Jace Higgins. Y'all clap for Jace this year. Yep. Um, and, and Seth Cummings. So yeah, we're... I'm really excited. I know many of you prayed for this process and I, I'm grateful for that. It's gonna be um, a great year. But here, here's the idea behind this. What I want is for those that are coming in and kind of carrying the torch that was laid down to, um, to, to pray for you. And uh, I, want, I want to close this. I think it's just a really cool thing to be able to do um, as the body. So what I'm going to ask, um, let me grab the mic real quick. <laughs> is, um, 
Katie, would you mind uh, praying for uh, Deb? And Shannon, can you pray for Becca? And then JT, can you pray for Zach? And we can just, uh, did you say no? <laughs> nice, awesome. All right, anybody else? I'm just joking. Um, and after you guys uh, pray, just pass the mic and then um, I'll close this out. All right. Hey, and yeah, if you're, if you guys, uh, you're sitting at the table, you can, if y'all feel comfortable, feel free to lay a hand on. But if not, you can just uh, join us in prayer from where you're sitting. We hope you are encouraged by today's podcast. If you'd like to learn more about The Journey, check us out on Instagram or Facebook at The Journey LBK. Thanks for listening.